Three, two, one, live. Welcome back to another episode of Cheap Shot Discussions. We're out of beer. Um, Caden's not drinking this month. So uh, I've poured myself just oh, some nice. bourbon. Um, but yeah, you don't get the can opening on this one. Um, we were just fucking around with the uh, audio for the intro of the fuckumentary. Yeah, and, uh, that we were. We were doing that. Having a really hard time not cracking up during the process. I actually, you know what? I think if we play it for them, they'll be able to hear it. Yeah? Yeah. Let, let's try. All right. I'm going to try to uh, pull but, that up for y'all. Yeah, let's, while... let's try to pull that up. Oh, no. I can't do that. Unless I go Damn like... it. Yeah. Well, anyway, so... Um, yeah, it won't let me. The, the only issue I have... Um, with the fuckumentary, and I was thinking about this the other day while I was taking a test, which is probably why I didn't pass the test. Um, yeah, well, um, is the fact that we need consent of the people we're filming, unless we blur their faces, correct? Or if it's filmed in Texas, Texas, which what's, you, what's you up with have, Texas? You don't have to get permission to film faces there. Really? Because they're free as shit. Uh, but we will not be filming in Texas, therefore... We'll have to blur faces yep. or get permission. Or get permission. Yeah, you have to get consent forms. Okay, so um, do you want to go with the consent forms, or do you want to... Uh, I think the polygamists we should just... Film and blur? Blur anyways, because it'd make it more creepy. But like the locals that we interview... That's no problem. Just get a little form, sign off. It's and a, if they don't sign off, we'll blur their face. Yeah. Simple as that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was actually kind of concerned about that when I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, we want to do this project. Whatever happens of the project, I just don't want legal issues. Apparently, it. they're very hostile to filmers if they know you're filming. Apparently, word, word spreads... <laughs> in town real quick yeah of filmers yeah so i'm excited for it because i'll have a gun so and so will i and uh yeah and if richie joins us so will he yep so i'm hoping that happens yeah we just need to get like four or five people you think simon would go simon might go he likes driving um he wouldn't carry though okay simon isn't I would say anti-firearm, but he is not comfortable with them. Well, he's a big sense. guy. He's a big guy. He's scary enough that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we can lo load up the Tavor and the AR just in case. Maybe we'll put Simon in a trench coat and put some mascara on him. That'd scare the shit out of him. <laughs> no, no, not, not even that. If we could convince him to wear drag like in Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> 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 oh i'd love that i'd love to see that uh i mean i personally wouldn't love to see that but i'd love to see the reaction to it <laughs> i don't know seeing like a six foot nine year nine year old six foot nine man in drag would just be absolutely just be something to to bestow your eyes upon absolutely yeah, um, 
I mean, we might get Simon to be able to go along. Uh, if he does go, the car that we're in may change. Yeah. Um, he's very particular about which car he rides in because of his size. Oh, really? Um, yes. Well, we can't drive his car if we want to be taken seriously. <laughs> I don't want to get rammed off the road with a big Ram truck and a little Kia Soul. No, not Kia Soul, a Scion XB. The original. The original. Yeah. Um, I think my car would probably be the most likely candidate. Okay. I, I mean, Richie's car... It some, looks what is okay it, a, from the outside, but it is a piece of shit. What kind of car is it? It's a, he's got a, I don't know the year, but he's got a Mustang. Okay, that was his. Okay. Yeah. It's um, a coupe anyways. It wouldn't work. Um. Yeah. So I, I think my car is probably the most likely candidate. Yeah. Um. Just for comfort and. Got four doors just in case shit goes down. Yep. We don't have to, you know, get out of the car and then pull the handle to let the people out in the back. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's so. see. It sounds like Liz is coming. Liz! What's up? It is a sleeve. Nice. And it's appropriately length. Well, it's a little bit It will be. <laughs> yeah. That's what's important. Yeah. So, th- this is my wife. She's making a sweater and... Uh, she just finished one of her sleeves, which is pretty awesome because she's been working on this for days, if not weeks now. And this is the third try for the sleeve. Third try. So I'm That's a lucky number. Yeah, I'm pretty third I'm pretty happy to see the result. I don't want to fix this because I feel like it looks weak. What do you mean? Like the poofiness? Yeah. I mean, I I guess you can, but I I don't think it looks that weird. Do you think it looks weird, Caden? No. Here. I don't know. We're not women, but I don't think so. And it'll shrink a little bit too, right? When you um, wash it. Mm. She washes her sweaters very particularly. Okay. Yeah, this is my hand wash. Gotcha. Um. I don't know. I I think it looks fine. Yeah. Um. I but I'm a guy, and I don't know. Um, I'm really glad you figured out the sleeve dilemma. I really just needed that needle that we got at the art store. Okay. Because I tried, like, two other ways. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that for you, and I am... Yeah, yeah, um... I love you so much. So, anyway, well, where were we at? Fuckumentary? Yep. Somewhere in there. Talking about Simon and his cube. Yeah. So, we... so Simon, he he's got an issue with leg room and head clearance. Okay. Um. That's fair. My my truck wasn't that big of a problem for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like nice. him being in the front seat of my current vehicle, uh, Subaru Forester 2018. Yep. Uzi, no. No this sponsorship. Cannot, this cannot happen by the cords. Or- Sorry. Um, had to yell at the dogs. 
Look, you didn't even blow out the mic either. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I think he's okay in the front seat of my vehicle, but he would be the only one riding shotgun during this entire trip. Okay. I think we should do like outtakes too, like driving there. Just make it like a comedy for the outtakes. Like so serious during the thing. And then like singing dumbass songs on the way there. Simon will probably not participate. Richie would definitely participate. Yeah. You'd just be me and Richie. Richie Me and Richie just singing in the back and you guys just like sitting up front just like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm down, dude. Whatever way you want to do this, I'm I'm game. Um, Lay down, bud. Good boy. I just want to do it for something to lighten up my mood in between semesters you know well what i'll do is i'll sit down i'll take a look at the route and then i'll make segments of like towns we'll stop in and then i'll write down things we need to get like shots we should get that way we absolutely have, that way we have a plan as far as like some screenplay i i appreciate that because i'm way too focused on school right now yeah no i liked i used to make film that was that's what i thought i wanted to do um I, I really appreciate that because, like I said, I'm I'm way too focused on school right now. As like, you should be. You're almost done with your program. That's yeah, your... six months out, man. Number one focus. Um, and and uh, oh god, what if we could get a theater to screen this thing? Like, if we could say, if we could be like legitimately get like sixty people to come watch it. <laughs> if we could get one theater viewing of it. I would pay for it. I don't care. It's only a couple hundred dollars to get a private screening. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'll put it in film. We get like well, the whole you, thing. You pay a couple hundred dollars for the screening and charge twenty dollars a ticket. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, if anyone wants to come to the fuckumentary, you know, hit me up on Twitter, Captain Caden, C A P N K A D E N. I will hook you up with a ticket. Or uh, cheapshotdiscussions at gmail dot com. That too. Send it there too. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. I can already see. I can see that intro with Richie, and then it'll be when it cuts off to the like when it hard cuts and it goes boom, boom, boom. It'll be like cheap a cheap shot discussions production. <laughs> I can see it, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you can see all this because I'm so focused on school right now that I just like I'm like yeah I'll do it, but I can't plan any of it. I'm along for the ride. We can use my car. Oh, I love it. If we you told know. Shelby about it, that we're going to be, if we said we're going to have a screening, we're going to be in a theater. Can you get people to come? I guarantee you she would. I oh, guarantee yeah. you. Yeah, we could fill up a theater. Shelby's such a good person. She man. really we is. Really, we should try to get her on this. I know. I've told her multiple. I asked her, I showed her the new logo today and she's like, that's awesome. What, what episodes should I listen to? So she hasn't listened to it yet. Damn it, Shelby. But what the that's, fuck? That, that's okay. She's got a kid. Um, she had a new job interview today. Yep. Um, I don't remember where it was at, but like I, a restaurant in Draper. Yeah, that's all I remember. I I remember it was in Draper. Um, was like Culvers or something. Something like that. Yeah, Culvers. Culvers. There you go. But uh, good luck. Well, I hope you got it. It's over by now. Yeah, it, it is definitely Ooh. over by now. Um. But yeah, Shelby's such a good person, and she remembers everyone's drinks. I sit in there and listen, like, 
Yeah, it's it's nuts, dude. I was there for hours today working on that paper I had to write. Yeah, people just walk in and she's like, this. And, she, and she's like, the usual? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And she starts making it before they're even at the counter. Dude, she's got, how many drinks do you think she makes a day? Hundreds. So if she gets tipped a dollar, like on average, like she probably makes decent money doing it. Yeah. I would guess. Yeah. And she works like four to six hour, like shit. Maybe I should do something like that. It seems like tips, you make a lot of money. That's reliant on the tips, though. I'm sure she gets a lot of teenagers that come in there and don't tip shit. Well, there's that one older guy that tips a shit ton who drives the Porsche, and he, he brings in his lab, and he, he tips heavy. There There's an artist that camps out in the back. Um, oh, yeah, I've seen him. He's there every time I'm there. Dude, I, I, I really... Person like when I'm done with my education, like my formal education, I would love to sit there and pick his brain. Yeah, I'm such a fan of art. Yeah, you should. Like, um, we could probably get your tattoo artist on too. Oh, I should talk to him when I go get it finished. Yeah, do it uh, next week. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. I know because they have a lot of stories. Like initiation to get into tattoo shops is pretty brutal. Yeah, well, and. I mean, just honing the craft. Yeah. Like, this this guy's really good. The yeah. guy I go to. And um, the amount of hours it took him to accomplish that is just, like, I can't even comprehend it. Yeah. Sorry about that snorting in the background. It's my dog. Um, he's got a really smushed face. And I think he's looking for food or something. I don't know. He's yeah. sniffing the ground. Um, I'll try to get him out of here right now. <laughs> yeah, but I love you, bud. Uzi, stay. We don't need your ruckus. All right, he's gone. Um, that snorting you were hearing, that's Nibbler. He's the best dog in the universe with my other two dogs. We could probably mix his snorting in with that mu- that scary music and it'd add to it. <laughs> I, I, I know you don't usually sleep with your door open. Um, I don't know if that's because you live with me or what, but... No, I just, as a general rule, I never do. I never do just because it's another barrier of sound because I don't sleep through anything. Okay. If I hear anything, okay. I'll wake up. Boom. So I have a question for you. Did you ever grow up near train tracks? Yes, right across the street. Do you find that sound soothing? I don't... It won't wake me up. Um, we lived across from hundreds of cows too in the next field. So it's like, you can hear those and go to sleep just fine. Yeah. I I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, the biggest problem is like cars. Like if a car goes down the street and like revs their engine or something, okay, that pisses me off. It, It pisses me off more than anything. It's more in the immediate vicinity. Like if there's shuffling or creaking immediate. Okay. But ambient noise. Like, so I, I grew up not right across the street from train tracks, but I grew up near train tracks, close enough to where you could hear the whistle. Okay. And that's actually a calming thing. For oh, me. really? Yeah. Like, to, just to hear that train whistle in the background, like, really faint, kind of. 
yeah out there you know you got the crickets going and then you got like this little train whistle in the background or like rain i can sleep through thunder doesn't bother me uh yeah it's just i can't fall asleep with music on for whatever reason i can't either even if it's on and like i'm dead tired i'll go into the state of being able to dream but i'm still consciously like aware of what's going on i have to turn off the music i can't i don't know how people can do that what about light light it depends how tired i am like it it depends how tired i am like if if i'm working all day like if i'm doing something manual all day doesn't matter i could pretty much sleep through anything but if it's normal routine and a light's on, I, I don't know. I just shut it off. It's habit, I guess. I don't know. So, um, to come back to uh, manual labor, yeah. Um, would you be willing to uh, mow the yard? Maybe. Sure. Sweet. We got to move those rocks too. What? We still need to move those rocks on the. Yeah. Uh, so the. Um, snowplow doesn't tear up my yard this year, this winter. Yeah. Um, just like, I, I, I mean, I kind of have time for it, but I, I don't. Yeah. And it needs, needs to be done. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy in the upper middle class white neighborhood that's got fucking grass that's three feet long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, tomorrow... I'm probably going to go buy the stuff to make that uh, projector screen. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm excited for that, actually. Me too. I'm just worried about the temperature. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. It's not supposed to snow by then, is it? It's a little far out to tell. Yeah. We're about Um, three weeks out. Yeah, the temperature keeps jumping around a little bit. Yeah. So, either way... Yeah, I'm ready for it. Oh yeah, me too. I'm. I am gonna get the dog. My dog, that uh, the spider, spider costume. costume. I kind of want to tie him to the tree out front. Fuck yeah, dude. So that way, if somebody comes up, he can just run out, and I can do it every time. Oh my god, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tomorrow, I'll probably buy the stuff to make that. Nice. Put most of it together. Um. Yeah, dude. I I don't know, man. I I've always been a fan of Halloween ever since I was like 13, 14. My mom was like, "You're too old to trick or treat." Yeah. So, I I'd, I'd sit at home and I'd watch like uh not like super scary films, but like stuff that kind of got you in the the fun mood of yeah. Halloween. And I'd p- pass out candy and I've done that ever since. Um, yeah. As of right now, I wear the same costume every year because I spent a fuck ton of money on it. Thank yep. you, Carlos. Um, it's a movie quality uh, scout trooper costume from Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Right. Yeah, it's badass. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna wear that this year. Oh, really? It, it's a lot of work, dude. I was gonna do Knights Templar, but I figured I'll probably get mistaken for a KKK member. And you're probably right about that. So, because, I mean, it's a white robe with a big red cross on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and you're probably correct about that. 
Yeah. Like you'd probably be mistaken for that. I'd probably get some dirty looks. I don't think I'd get really any conflict here in this part. Like if I was in Seattle or something, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, you'd have people confront you. Here I'd have just some passive aggressive looks. Last year, um, I was dressed up as my scout trooper. Mm-hmm. And Liz and I were sitting on the couch. I, I don't think anyone was with us. I think it was just us two. Okay. But uh, we were just watching a movie, handing out candy, and I answered the door, and there was this little kid dressed as Darth Vader. Nice. And I knelt down on one knee and just held the candy bowl up above my head <laughs> um, without, like, saying anything. Like, it was like an initial reaction, and the the parents were like, oh, my God, that is so awesome. Can we take a picture of you with our kid? <laughs> I should go as a Boy Scout, like the the old, like the Cub Scout, like small shirt, just dress up as like a, one of the 10-year-old Scouts. I had a guy in our church, we had Scout Sundays, and you would wear your Scout uniform, and this kid wore his Cub Scout one, and he was probably, I don't know, 20, and he wore his Cub Scout like extra small one, like a button popped out, and he was like the smallest clothes it was the funniest thing. Like looking back at it, I was like, "What is? What was he doing at the time?" But now I'm like, "That was gold. That was comedy gold." <laughs> Shows up in an extra small uniform. <laughs> He's like, "This is the only one I had." Oh, so I was part of the Sea Scouts back in the day, and I've told you about this. Yeah, you t- you told it on the podcast. Yeah, um, my Sea Scout leader was charged with murder and convicted. Fuck, dude, if I, uh, if I follow through with, um, all the way through and get a job with my, uh, capstone project, I might be his nurse. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's true, huh? Yeah. That's true. Um... You give him the scout salute with the three fingers. Is that what it is? Yeah, three fingers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, I, I, fuck, dude, I don't. I've never thought about that yeah. until now, until this very moment. I've never thought of, like, shit, dude. I might be my scout leaders, my sea scout leaders nurse. What if you come across like elementary school teachers you had? <laughs> <laughs> you find out they did shit too. Depending on the teacher, I don't remember a lot of my elementary school teachers. They were pretty forgettable. Okay. Um, one of them in particular. Well, uh, take that back. Like three of them were remember rememberable. Okay. La 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 la. la, la. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips, the tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Uh, for different reasons. Um, yeah. Uh, Mr. Johnson. Or was it Johnston? See, I can't even remember that. It was either Johnson or Johnston. Um, he was rememberable because, uh, like, the last day of school, he had, like, this huge huge water balloon fight with all the kids yeah which was fucking awesome that is cool thornton thornton uh i remember vividly because i felt like i was having an asthma attack and i asked 
if I could go to the nurse's station. Or not the nurse's station, but the main desk um, in the school at the time and receive my, uh, like, get from the school nurse my Prevental, my, uh, which was my asthma medication at the time. And she told me no. Oh. And she got in a lot of trouble for that. The other one was Mr. Luck, and the only reason I remember him is because uh, he had us make a bunch of, like, mock-up medieval castles out of, like, random materials. Okay. That was, like, cool as shit back in the day. So. That is cool. I, I remember more than I should. I remember my kindergarten, Mrs. Cater. And I remember, I remember my parents talking to me and being like, if anyone ever touches you inappropriately, you tell me. I was like, okay. And I remember sitting in Mrs. Cater's class, crisscross applesauce, and this kid Maxwell just sneaks his hand over and puts his hand right on my crotch. And I look down like, what the fuck? And looking back, now I know his dad probably sexually molested him. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. That I, I can almost guarantee it, dude. Rural Idaho, you never know, man. You Mrs. Never know. Jacobson, Rigby, Idaho. Now, she was my first grade teacher. Like, that's an actual fucking Google result that you don't even have to type in. Yep. Yep. Well, oh, no, I typed that in. That's like my history. Um, Death Phyllis C. Jacobson. I don't think Desiree that's her. Knows. That was ni- 1997, but I had Miss Jacobson in first grade, Miss Messer in second grade. And thinking back, I'm now older than she was when she taught me, but I remember her seeming so much older. Oh, yeah. At the time. And then yeah. I had Miss Madsen for third grade. She was she was blind. Uh, really? She had tunnel vision. I I had a full-on blind teacher for my biology class a couple years ago. Oh, really? When I was doing my prereqs for nursing school. Huh. Like, legit blind. Like, full-on had a dog and everything. And um, it was really interesting to see how she coped with uh, that disability and being able to teach the concepts of biology. Yeah, that is very interesting. That'd be a hard job as a blind person. And then I also had a blind chemistry teacher as well. Damn. Um, he wasn't like fully blind. He was legally blind. Okay. Um, like couldn't drive himself around and stuff, but uh. He was my chemistry teacher, and uh, he, he was able to see somewhat well enough to write on the board. Okay. But that's about it. Gotcha. Okay. He he had the stick and everything and had to use services or tra- public transportation to get around. Okay. And he was one of the best teachers I've had in my collegiate experience, to be honest. Okay. Um. He was blinded by, I he was he was blinded by um, an experiment he was doing in in the lab. So he was uh, very pro eyewear. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, um, oh, I bet. He was a lecturer, so he wasn't part he wasn't the lab part of the class, but um he was like make sure you wear your your eye protection because this is what can happen to you. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah. Hardwood what? Hardwood Elementary. That place Dragons? Dude, I I was there for the initiation of that. We voted on it. It was between like four different things. This place gives me night. I've had nightmares as a grown grown adult about this place. About the Hardwood Elementary Dragons, huh? The Hardwood Elementary. Like, if you just look at the place, it looks like a prison. Is it dragons? Yeah. Is, is that's that the, the mascot. mascot? Yeah, yeah, we voted on it. It was like you had four options, and we had like a, a an election for it, and I was there for that. And now it's Spyro, apparently, from the video games. Yeah. It didn't used to be. Um, well, times know. have changed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember in Harwood, though, we had an assembly where they brought the world's best archer. And he shot, really? he shot an apple off of his wife's head. He shot a candle light, and then he used a special thing on the thing to bring the light back, like to reignite it. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. He shot behind his head, too. Uh, uh, he shot... Uh, Was uh, he using a mirror? No. Really? He shot a uh, off his wife's head an apple backwards. And uh, looking that, back on it, it seems very dangerous, but in front of a bunch of kids, it could be traumatized forever. Because, I mean, like... Yeah, if it goes wrong. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. no, that was a... Uh, oh, God, yeah, I have... As an adult, I'd look at that and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're an idiot. In but. middle school, we had a principal that was German, and he, like, spoke fluent German, and he would yell in German. Oh, he was the scariest Mr. Meekum. Jesus Christ. Straight-on Nazi, huh? I remember all of my, like, I so, have a really good memory. So when I was way. in middle school, I, I, um, I don't know if I've shared this before or not, but I probably have. Uh, I used to be super religious, like vehemently. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was in middle school, I was like uber, uber, uber Christian, um, as religious usually tends to connotate in uh, U.S. culture. Yeah. But um, I took a shoelace. And I turned a uh, <clears throat> um, a cross that you would normally hang on your wall yeah. as decoration into a necklace. Okay. And I, I'd been asked to remove it multiple times. Yeah. And I, I just told the teachers, "Well, if you want me to take this off, tell the." LDS kids take their CTR ring. That's off. crazy that they would do that. Because they thought it was a gang thing. Oh, for real? Yeah. Damn. And, um. This is my hometown. Very quaint. Yep, it's very small. Look up West Hills Middle School. Okay. There was, um, a thing about religious discrimination there right after I went to high school. Right after I went to high school. Okay. Um, there was a huge student protest there about um, religious discrimination. Really? Yes. Damn. That kind by, of this, by the students. That's so crazy. I, I'm starting to realize Utah so schooling. 
so go back up and uh no like go back, back to, to the your search. search and type in uh no just leave west hills middle school okay uh protest Let's see if there's any images there you go not that um maybe religious protest Okay. Try religious protest. Religious protest. It was on the news. It was on a local news story. And it was like literally, I had just barely become a sophomore in high school. And this took place. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, like... West Hills Wildcats, man. Now, this is 2017. And I can't remember the years I was there. I think it was 99 to like 02, maybe 03. But um, I was in middle school when 9 11 happened. I was in eighth grade. Um, so okay. that was 01, and I was in eighth grade. So, and that was at the beginning of the year. We were the Trojans. You were the Trojans, huh? Yep. Let's pop them. The theme was that, or the, the motto was actually pound the rock. Pound the rock. I swear to God. What does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea what that means. Hmm. Um, but. What's this thing with LeBron James, RT? What's uh, that? Rigby Trojans. LeBron James. I don't know. They probably used this face to get people to look at it. But, uh, no, we had, we were like, I think we were state champions and then we went on to nationals or something. Whatever. I wasn't. Congratulations. Exactly. That's how I view it now. Uh, we had this kid. Let's see if I can find him. His name is John Raheem Peoples. Peoples. That's him. He really? Got, he actually got drafted to the NFL. Nice, dude. Uh, dude. I, I was with uh, one of the, uh, not the Seau kids, but um, I went to school with somebody that was drafted into the NFL. Really? And I give so little fucks about the NFL that I can't even remember the guy's name right now. <laughs> but he was, um, he was some uh, Polynesian cat uh, that went to Copper Hills with me. Okay. Yeah. God, I wish I could find a picture of him when he was still in high. There he is. That's him in high school, dude. That was him on on the big fro with a big blonde streak. That was him. That's how I remember. He was such a dick to me, dude. He was such an asshole to me. But then he got out, and I actually like when I started posting. Talk to him. I have, yeah. When I started posting my bodybuilding stuff, he would be the one that like liked it and like reached out to me, and he's like, "Dude, keep doing what you're doing." Like he's. Do you think you could get him on the podcast? You know what? I bet you I could. He lives in Utah. Oh, I don't know if he lives in Utah anymore. Is he still an NFL player? He is. I mean, he's not like he doesn't play, but he's like on a team. You know what I mean? Like he sits on. So he's like a third string guy. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know how it works really. But um, yeah, there he is. That's him. He's part of the fucking Saints organization. That's him. 
We should get him on, man. Yeah, I bet you I could. I'll have to reach out and ask him. Um, Fuck it, dude. He's Defensive super, lineman. Super cool guy. He was a beast in high school. I remember he was... He, uh, if I remember right, in high school, he was deadlifting like 300 or no, 500 something. Fuck, dude. Like he was a beast. And his dad was like one of those sports guys who was like, you will do this, blah, 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 blah. Like he was like on his ass all of the time. So he had a, he had a hard home life, I think. Like look at like 6'4", 340 pounds. Like... Yeah, dude's a beast. 6'4", 340 pounds, can bench fucking twice that, probably. I was there when he filmed his... Uh, so, he got the choice between BYU and uh, ISU, and he chose BYU. And I was actually at my friend's house, Josh, who filmed his thing. He filmed, like, the decision-making, and I was there for that. Um so I was, yeah, that was... See, and that's a risky decision nowadays to go with BYU because um, BYU... Uh, yeah, that was him. He got kicked out of BYU for uh, smoking weed. You know what? More power to him. Yeah. Um, but BYU nowadays is not... It, it's really not in the running. Like, I mean, as far as, like, national titles and stuff go. Right. Uh, since they're not part officially part of like, um, the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or whatever, yeah, everyone overlooks them. So, and that probably happened around the time he chose to go there. Yeah, for so, sure. So, like, uh, to. And I'm not a big football guy. Me neither. If you guys have listened to any of this podcast at this point, you should know that I'm not. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I do know enough about it because I live in the culture Yeah. to know that if this guy, 2000, what, I'm going to say 11, 12? Uh, we graduated 13. There you go. 2013 to now, um, BYU was a risky fucking roll of the dice, was man. It? Oh, yeah. My dad is super into co- college football. Mm-hmm. He follows all of it. And he was like talking to me the other day, and he, he, he just said, um, you know, uh, BYU is on the same level as uh, state schools now because they don't have the recruiting power because they're not part of a conference. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I just remember uh, he was not a nice guy in high school, but towards the end of high school, like after, I guess the people I networked with towards the end of my high school career, uh, I started becoming more and more friends with him. And he... Rode in the back of my Pontiac Grand Prix. I had to go home and get something, and him and Josh got in my car and we went down there. But yeah, no, it was yeah. It's it's weird seeing people from high school go on to do these things, but you still have like access to them, I guess, or like still talk to them. So it, and it, it, I have a friend of mine that's in the uh, is in the army, or he's getting ready to transition out of the army. But he was trying to be an actor. Yeah. 
and he was in L.A. like living the life of that for quite a while. And I knew him beforehand, and it was really bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. But now it's like, now you just see through it. It's like they're another person. Yeah. Like, that's how I view him now. It's like, I just think, like, that's fucking awesome that he's doing that, but he's just another guy. Yeah, he's just trying to get his shit done and be his own person. Yeah, now he has kids and all that. So, yeah, I'll I'll have to reach out to him and see. I'm sure he'd... Try to pull him in, yeah. I'm sure. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Let's see. Let's see if... Yeah, you are friends. Um, where does he live now? Worked I'm, worked at NFL. It says that on his profile. I swear he lived in. Oh, U- dude, that's a fucking awesome picture. I don't know. Step where by he, step, reach the top. Yeah, that was recent. That was July. Uh, yeah, I'll have to reach out to him and see what he's up to nowadays. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, let's try to get him on, man. I'd love to talk to him. Just see like what it's like to be a small town guy and go to the nfl even if you're not like a starter you know right just he made it he told everyone he was going to as well going up through high school yeah he was like i'm gonna be in the nfl yeah that's when i knew him and he met his his girl then who became his wife look at that fucking trout he's holding yeah look at that that might be mike trout right there i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no that's definitely a rainbow <laughs> trout bro <laughs> but he's big, big enough fucking, it could be fucking trout it's like 30 inches <laughs> yeah this dude is fucking uh, he was a beast i loved john well i didn't love him but i love him now he was a interesting character for my sure he would he would be like Bummer. Man, one of my friend, one of my best friends, actually called him the N word in high school. Really, and they got into a fucking. He's a Polynesian guy. A fucking fight. He's actually half black. He's only really. He's half really? black. Yeah, he looks Polynesian to me. Yeah, his mom is straight up white. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. No, he just he got the genetics. Like, yeah, he no he. But I mean, he doesn't he look Polynesian to you? Now he does, but I mean, I mean back like, in the day, I, I, I mean, like at the risk of sounding racist. I I grew up along uh, around a lot of Polynesian athletes in my high school, and he looks just just like him, you know. Yeah. So like, yeah. Uh, that... If he, I mean, if he's uh, if he's half white, half uh, African American, then that's yeah. That was John. That was Jordan Edgington. That was Daniel. What's it over? Gomez. Yeah. Knew all those guys. And uh, Richie just texted me about the um, card that we gave him. Oh, yeah. What did he say? She laughed. Oh, that's good. It's good to laugh instead of cry, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Or piss her off. Yeah. I'm afraid that she would actually come down here, find a way to break into my house without me knowing, and stab me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Because, uh, uh, I mean, Cecily, I love you to no, death, that's not but... What I that's not what I wanted. You on pregnancy hormones, I wouldn't put it past you, to be honest. So um, that was Melissa Kearsley on the left, and then on the right, I don't remember her name. Yeah, this is high school, man. So, at the risk of sounding totally perverted... Yeah. I would like to see how they turned out now. 
Oh, Melissa. Dude, I'm pretty sure she had a crush on me in high school. I was the weird parkour kid, but she would talk to this one. I had a huge crush on her. should have gone after it, dude. Oh, I know. I didn't know what I was doing back then, though. Melissa Kearsley Smith. Yeah, I know. So she's married now. She is married now. Bummer. But she is a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. she's... I, I haven't talked to her since, but she was always nice to me, I think. I don't remember anything bad. Oh, I have friends like that that were like really nice to me and um very uh like open and communicative or whatever. Fuck, I can't even They speak. communicated, yeah. Yeah. Um th- that are very attractive that are married to other people now. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's a weird thing. If you go back to your uh, main page. Yeah, okay, this is this is what I was talking about. This was, he would have been, shoot, this, he probably so this would have been. this is a deadlift? Yeah, he probably would have been 18. How this many, was 605 pounds. Oh, Jesus. And uh, that was Coach Shippen. A very well-respected guy in the community. Then you have the rest of those guys that are living up their high school days of football in the fucking Rigby, Idaho rec center, talking about it. See, yeah, no, this this was uh, this was in our high school actually. Well, I I believe that, but everyone else around him didn't go on to do shit. I'm sure of it. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, look, there he breaks the record again at six fifty five. So he he was like, and I was the kid that would like walk by this shit and be like. These guys are fucking stupid. I hate those guys. But then I would be the guy when everyone else left the gym, then I would go. Yeah. That's when I felt like, ooh, that form, though. He got it. But that's 655. That Did he have good form or? No. No. No, it's just like his, that, that could seriously fuck up your back. If you look, if you, if you look how he, like he's wobbling. His feet placement, too. Do you see how his, his ankles they're, are caved in? in. Yeah. yeah. He's. Um, he's got some inversion there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's gotten better. Oh, I'm sure. And at that point, you know, you're in high school, you don't really give a shit, but what you're saying, I mean, like you say that, but like what you do when you're 18 affects what, what happens when you're 30. Absolutely. I mean, like it. And and what what happens when you're 30 affects how you feel when you're 60. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I mean, it's just where's his videos? Yeah, no, this dude was uh. He's so go back to your main page. Okay. Okay. See that fire video I posted? Yes. So that's L.A. firefighters um, trying to remove fuel. From a wildfire in California right now. Wow. Look at how close they are to the fire. Wow. They're using chainsaws to cut down trees, shovels, hose, whatever they can get their hands on to remove that fuel. Yeah. My friend is part of that squad. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's that's a... Uh... That, my friend, um, he may not be in that picture, but he's part of that squad. That's crazy. A lot of those guys, 
you know, get cardiorespiratory issues later in life because of... Yeah, I mean, like, look at how close they are to that fire. They're breathing not, in that smoke. They don't have respirators like, on. Not 30 feet away. Yeah, they they don't have respirators on. They yep. don't have any, like, really protective respiratory equipment on. Yeah. And, and they're out there, and they're trying to remove the fuel to stop that wildfire from spreading. Right. Oh, man. I can't say that he's there. I don't think he's part of that crew, to be honest. Yeah. Because um, I, I emailed him after I saw this. I was like, dude, is this you? And he's like, no, that's my crew. But I'm not part of that. Damn. Um, um, I don't know if he's, like, rotating on the line or not. Uh-huh. But that's his fire station. That's, that's his, crazy. That's his house. Those are the guys he works with every fucking day. Jesus Christ. That is a tough job. Like, I, I don't think I could do that. And you know what? Chuck, Charlie, whatever you want to be called. I, I'm always going to call you Combat Chuck. But um, just stay safe, bro, man. Like, if it happens, I'll come out to your funeral, but I don't want to. Yeah, no one wants to do that. God, I'm getting into Facebook scrolling now. I got to get out of this shit. Yeah, that that's all I wanted to show you was that firefighter thing because um, I saw that pop up when you were looking up this other cat and I was like, you know, for a guy that went from being a water dog to to that, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's pretty admirable. And I, I messaged his wife and I messaged him and I was like, you know, is he part of this? Are you part of this? And he uh, he responded. Um, he's like, I'm in um, paramedic school right now, um, so I'm not like completely involved. But um, he's aware, and he's like working. He's basically picking up shifts at the local firehouse to mitigate. Okay. The loss of manpower. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah, that's not a fun. But I emailed his wife, and I was like, "Dude, is is he part of this? Does he need anything?" She she told me like, "No, everything's covered right now." Damn. That's Thurl Bailey. Yeah, I invited him onto the podcast. He lives in Riverton. Are and, you serious? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he lives in... Uh, he lives, lives in Riverton. He does. I've ran into him twice at Lifetime Fitness. Still and immaculate. you have his number. I don't have his number, no. No. But I reached out to his email. Okay. My parent, I think my parents have his number, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, because my dad went through the kidney disease thing, and he sat and talked to my parents with it for like 20 minutes. Nice. And uh, we bought his album. He autographed his album for me. <laughs> he sings? Yeah. He's an R&B singer, or he, he did it. Uh, Thurl Bailey album, album. Let's see. Let's see if I can find his freaking. No, he's. Yep, that's it. Thurl Bailey, the gift of Christmas. So he made a Christmas album. He made a Christmas album. A song for you, Thurl Bailey. Scroll <laughs> back up. There it is. Song for you. Dude, this guy's done everything. Like, he's such I mean, a nice. I remember him as jazz player. I I remember him. 
as a jazz player. Now he's just a big business guy. This is what, yeah, that's about what he looks like now. I'd say he's so nice, though. He's the nicest dude. Dude, I, I honestly, I mean, he's part of jazz history, and I'd love to meet him just because of that. But uh, I mean, he's he's also part of local history. He is, yeah. It may be. I I think he would do the podcast. The problem is he is. It's kind of intimidating. He's around such high-profile people in Utah, like um, the owner of Vivint. He's doing an event with the owner of Vivint. I mean, this would probably have to be an entirely sober episode if he were on. Probably. I don't know what his thing is. We we would have to talk to him. Hopefully, he gets back to you. I think he'll at least get back to me with an answer. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, he gives his personal email address on his website. So... So hopefully he gets back to you, and uh, I mean, if necessary, I will remain sober for at least one episode. Yeah, one, it'd be interesting. One hour episode, but um, I want to talk to him about why he started doing dare, like talking to kids about drugs. Yeah, because that's how you initially met him. Yeah, I didn't know who the hell he was before that. Yeah, see, and I remember watching him in the Delta Center. That's back when the Jazz were really good too, right? Yeah, the nineties. Yeah. Six eleven. Jesus. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five, yeah. To ninety nine. Yeah, the the ninety four to like two thousand era jazz fucking killed it, bro. He was Shred I, City. I I remember I I remember watching him, dude. I went to games where he played. Yeah. And yeah, just dude. To, I, I don't know, man. I might fanboy on him if he comes in here. Really? Yeah. He's such a he's such a sweet guy. Like, uh, yeah, I, that's what he looks like now. You run into him at Lifetime Fitness. It's exactly. If I would have went up to him and been like, "Can I jump in on this game?" He would have said yes, a hundred percent. He would have. Yeah. Because he yeah. just plays with the locals. But then you go and click on his ninety to ninety one basketball card right there. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, this guy. And I remember watching him play at the Delta Center. That's before it was the fucking Energy Solutions Arena or Vivint Heart Smart Home Arena or whatever. Yeah. I, I remember watching this dude in person and fuck, dude, like. Yeah, that's at Lifetime. That is at Lifetime. I would run it. I ran into him two times. Seeing, click on that picture you're hovering, uh, go back to the right. Right there. Yeah. I remember that game. That's what you remember? I remember that fucking game. Yeah. I'm going to try everything in my power to get him on because that would be, one, really good for the podcast, but more importantly, like, I just want to talk to him. I remember watching this guy play. I mean, there he is with Mark Eaton and a couple of other dudes. Right here? No, uh, one row up all the way to the left. No, he's not in that picture. But still. Mark, uh, but I mean like Mark Eaton is in there. Okay, yeah. And I, I, I remember watching Mark Eaton. I mean like, dude, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, rem- I remember watching this guy play on TV. I remember going to live games with him with my dad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I th- I think... If, if we could get him on... um, Have to get a bigger chair, I think. 
Oh yeah, for <laughs> fucking sure, dude. What, is, what does he stand at? Like six eleven? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's. Huge. I don't know. Simon fits kind of okay. He's he's roughly the same size. Yeah. Um. That's true. But yeah, I I I remember watching this guy play, man. I really do. Yeah, he was, he was out there with Brian Russell, John Stockton, Carl Malone, Keith Ostertag. Yeah, he's. Uh, uh, I mean, like, I I know I talk a lot of shit on sports, but this guy's like a local fucking legend. I have mad respect for him because he turned it into a business too. Like he he capitalized on what athletes should do. And he like goes like around. Shaq. Yeah, he talks. He does all of these motivational things. He yeah. sponsors events. Yeah, and and um, I mean, John Stockton, Carl Malone, both took their money and like dumped it into car dealerships to create continuing wealth. Yeah, which I'm not gonna fault him for. Right. But like th- this guy took his status and went further with it. Not only sure. that, like Carl Malone, I'll say this. I think I've... Have I met Carl Malone one time? I know he's not nice. He's not very nice. No, he's... Um, he, but He's he's Carl Malone. Yeah, Thurl is thoroughly nice. Like, legitimately a really nice dude, regardless of his stature. Right. Like... There he is with a couple of servicemen. Yeah. Or women, or whatever. Yep. Service people. Service people. I'm going to go take a leak really quick. So, yeah, I reached out to him. Hopefully, we can get a response. I will definitely keep you in the know on that. Um, but now, I mean, as you know, we had Richie on. We have a good setup for guests now. And um, so, yeah, the invitation has been extended. We will try everything in our power. And I don't give up, man. I, if I say I'm going to try to get somebody on, I'm going to do everything I can um you know to extend that offer and, and see if if he reciprocates and if he does th- i i couldn't be more happy about it couldn't be more happy about it oh he actually coaches he coaches in south jordan so oh wow in person training one time training session 1 hour for 80 dollars a session dude okay i'll tell you this even if i have to pay him if we have to pay him to get him on we'll do it I'll say it right now. Um, I would definitely love to have him on. Um, and yeah, so like I said, I've, I've reached out, given him the invite. We'll see what happens. But I, I feel good about it. I do feel good about it. Um, I do have my bud Aaron coming on, who was in the drug game for a long time, to get his perspective on that. The, the legal system... Uh, in Idaho, kind of what it did to him. We have uh, Cody Turnbow coming on, which has been, he's been on my podcast. He's my local alcohol expert. He's going to bring some of his meat in, um, which is cool. Like I got to see him make it, like get all the ingredients. And that was kind of my intro to making alcohol, even though I can't have any right now. Um, he will be on in November, November 8th. So that will mean sober October is over and I can partake in the delicious mead uh, and from what i understand mead's just very dry and and it's made out of honey and other things 
and apparently it's really good, but I'll have to, uh, I'll have to be the judge of that. But he's kind of my go-to guy when it comes to like different alcohols, how they're made, how they're distilled, how they're stored, how long they're stored. He knows all of it. Uh, Alex AC, we've talked a lot of shit. We have him on the schedule. Um, but yeah, we have, we have a lineup of potential guests at this point. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited for free mead. So that'll be, uh, that'll be coming up here pretty, pretty damn soon. So, yeah, I know. Uh, according to Richie, um, I don't know when this falls into the placement of recordings and publications, but we had him on literally just about an hour ago. Yep. Um, uh, according to him, it's uh, pretty taboo to talk about uh, how the podcast is going and what your current plans are about I, it. I think normal po- – the ones I listen to, they're, they're, I only listen to comedy ones though, and that's kind of what we're classified as just because you can be off the cuff and talk about whatever. Right. But I totally get like the mainstream podcast. Like I know NPR does some podcasts. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're very like scripted and like – they read down things and like have talking points. Yeah. But the whole point of doing the podcast to me is just shooting the shit and yeah. And eliminating and that barrier. Like if I can get thorough Bailey on here and we can just shoot the shit and have that raw unedited like experience, people want to hear that more than they want to hear. And, and I, I agree with you. Um, but I will say this as a caveat. Um, if we do get him on, yeah. And he asks for anything to be removed, we will do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh and I'm or, d- like we'll we'll follow his wishes because it's his voice. Well, and I said he actually hire you can hire him as a, a trainer, like for yeah. eighty dollars an hour. I said like even if I have to pay him to get him on, I'll do it. For for one hour. Yeah, exactly. Know? Like Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll I, we'll pay him to come on. I don't think that he would, but if yeah, because uh, I I feel like he, he's got some integrity to where he wouldn't do that. Yeah, but, and, uh, you know, it's in Cottonwood Heights. It's not like we're in West Valley. We're like, hey, we have this little basement set up in West Valley. Come on out. It's like, got a studio. So Yeah, I, I do think we need to soundproof a little bit more. Yeah, that's fine. If uh, Especially if we, we were to get him on. Oh, but, if we get him on, that gives us... That would open up the door, I feel like. I feel like we could get some pretty high-profile people after that. That's pretty... Have you uh, ever heard back from Marin at all? She did her show today, so I was kind of waiting for her to get... Because I know... Because I would love to talk to her. Training with athletes and knowing how they operate, it's like you in school right now. That's what they want to focus on, 100%. They're after it. The, she just the, there's nothing else until the end of the competition. Yeah, so I didn't really want to get her on and like psych her out or ask her a question, get her nervous, like build up to a, a competition because you start doing press, which this is technically press. That. Yeah. Um, public recognition of any sort kind of gets people on edge and like, oh, this is big. This is like I'm going on this. I'm going on this. I'm doing a show. It's it's a lot. So right, right. I'll I'll look to reach out to her. And now that we have the setup to do so, like we have three working mics that we can just turn on. 
and right, right. three chairs and a, a little studio. So and a mini fridge that could be stocked with whatever she wants to drink. Yeah, whatever they want. Whether it's bottled water or Perrier or oh, she's from Texas. She'll want beer, beer, whiskey, whiskey or bourbon. Her dad's a tattoo artist, actually. Nice. Yeah. Um, I w- I I would really like to personally though like talk to her about what it's like to be a female in her her line of work. That's her passion. Yeah, and I, I, that, I really yeah. would. Yeah, that's what I reached out originally is asking her perspective of like direct messages she gets and like how guys treat her on social media and well, in, not not just that, but how the overall like community and yeah, um, how it's like to compete in that environment being a female versus a male. I have a I have some some uh, guy friends as well that that compete that I could get on that have competed on the same level as her actually a little bit higher than her that we could get on. Um, like there's this guy named Jeff. He placed in top three. So, and I, I, I've known him. Like I reached out to him. It's funny. Like, uh, I guess I probably should, I won't say it, but I would talk to him about certain things at the gym that you would talk to with other bodybuilding people at the gym. And it was like so raw and just being able to talk to him and pick his brain and like, right. We would just collab. It was cool. Like, do you think Marin's into that kind of stuff, or? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know if she'd be open to talk about it. I know she kind of runs her own thing. Like, she does her own businesses on the side. So I don't know right, if she has right. sponsorships. That's where it becomes a little bit iffy. Yeah, iffy is because you're dealing with, you know, supplements, supplementation, and dealing with sponsorships. So. Right, right. Um, I either way, I'd like to talk to her in the in the future for sure. Hell, I knew a guy at Vasa that was like an '80s bodybuilder, really, who fucked himself up, like Arnold era. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And he still looks like you can tell he's old, like the wrinkly, matured skin. Yeah, but you can tell he's like at one point in time he was huge. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, like Jack Lane status. Yeah, there's power lifters. Like, it's a cool industry. Do you know who Jack Lane is? No. You should look him up. Uh, this Jack Lane. Lane. Yeah. There he is. This guy. He doesn't look like much. In his older years. Oh, he was like an early gen. This this is the type of guy that would have inspired like frank zane and yes this would have been like yes. who who arnold looked to yes um and this guy was the original fitness guru he came out with like the first fitness supplements he came out with like the first um like like nutrition plans and stuff he was entirely convinced that uh life and longevity of of such life was directly related to nutrition and fitness and um yeah. uh he, he honestly uh lived for quite a while and uh he came out he came out with like the first like fitness like bars i guess you could yeah. say like the first uh protein bars or whatever right. okay um 
and he used to have his like little exercise hour on TV every day and whatnot. And this like, was back in the at the time before gyms were mainstream. So like if you look oh, like yeah, this, no, you were a freak. Yeah, like this this guy was back in the sixties. Yeah, this is like um, pseudo fifties. This was like viewed as a cult during this period. Yeah, yeah. And I he was a very in shape guy. He didn't do I mean he he didn't really do steroids or anything because the game wasn't that big at the time. He yeah, and he like an early bodybuilder, they didn't run what they do now. It wasn't like oh, yeah. we're running testosterone, we're running trembolone. Like back then, it was like DECA. Like yeah. D ball. And I think if that was the, that. Yeah. That was like the, the 70s. So, I mean, and the, he wasn't like huge, but he was like toned and he's naked there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, he, he wasn't huge, but he was in Symmetry. fucking shape. That's the thing. That's what we've lost in bodybuilding. Um, and th- this guy, like, he's on Your Physique magazine for what What issue is it? Can you see? Uh, I don't think it has a year on it. Well, it's 25 cents, so that gives you an idea. Um, Jack LaLanne, Your Physique, Strength and Health, July, July 1954. 54. So, I mean, like, this... He he was like the original guy, and um, I I wrote a paper on this guy. Oh, you um, did? Yeah, nice. I did. Um, back back in uh, twenty sixteen, I think. Is he still alive? No, he's dead now. Okay, so yeah, I mean, he died at the age of ninety six. Yeah, that's that's exactly like that. It was it used to be about longevity because then you had guys. This was like first generation, and then you had guys like Frank Zane who were inspired by guys like this. Who kind of took it to an, the oh, next the next yeah, level? Just a ridiculous level. Well, he's yeah. not even that ridiculous. He only weighed like one seventy five here. Yeah, but he's got like two percent body fat. Yeah, it's like the striations and and uh, this was Arnold era. This was the guy who Frank can, Zane, Arnold. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. like Arnold, if you compare him to people like uh, what what's his name Cole. I can't remember. Lightweight, baby. Oh, Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was next generation after them, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you compare Ar- Arnold to Ronnie Coleman, I mean, even even then it's... See, Ronnie pioneered the next. So, it, it went... The guy that you... What was his name again? The guy you just showed? Jack Lane. Okay. So, Lane inspired guys like Frank Zane... Um, so you had Frank Zane, Franco Colombo, and then this is, uh, oh, I space his name. He, he, this guy was known for squats. He could squat like 405 for 50 reps. And, uh, this was, Seriously? Back, this was back when work ethic was a big, big thing. And now it's not there anymore. The work, the drugs have superseded the work ethic. Cause then you had guys come along like, uh, Dorian Yates, which in my opinion is probably the pinnacle of, he was like he changed the game. This guy was who brought mass. Like he brought the the next level grainy huge look to the game. And then after after he was dethroned, it became Mr. Ronnie Coleman. And uh it all just went down. I didn't even think Ronnie Ronnie was impressive, but I didn't think he looked good. 
Like, it, it just looks unhealthy. Yeah, he looks very geometric. Yeah, so this is the guy who dethroned Dorian. But then you had guys come along that was a flex, flex wheeler. This is arguably, people would argue this is the best bodybuilder of all time. What about Phil Heath? So Phil is the newest generation. Um, but, I mean, this was flex back in the day. Okay. And Dorian said that even Dorian Yates, the last guy, said that I came in at a hundred percent. He felt like Flex Wheeler only came in at eighty percent, and he still beat him, um, or he still he still felt threatened by him. And uh, if he would have came in at a hundred percent, he said there would have probably been no chance. And then you have guys like Phil Heath who came, the the newest generation of bodybuilders. Yeah. Um, and then you have guys... Who, who's that white guy that's in the same era as Phil Heath? Dennis Wolf. Uh, he was one of my favorites. He was like my... That's who I'm thinking of, yeah. He uh, he brought back the more symmetrical look. This is him now. He had a bad, bad injury. He broke his neck or back or something. Um, but he was he was a favorite by a lot of people. Now you have these guys that are just drugged out. They just look um, completely unnatural. They just don't look as good. Like they don't have the conditioning that the old guys used to have. Um, it just looks unnatural. Yeah, it, looks, it doesn't look right at all. They don't have the the same. Uh, this guy's Egyptian. This guy was the previous Mister Olympia. So, do you think this has like a little bit to do with uh, body dysmorphia? At yes, all? absolutely. Um, body dysmorphia, drugs. I mean, at this level, they're pumping growth hormone, they're pumping insulin, they're pumping testosterone. Like you'd have to, to look like that. Like there's no way to look like that without being on something. Right. I mean, like even like you go to the top tier Olympic athletes that are probably what? 10%, 9% body fat. Yeah. And they, these guys are functional athletes and they don't look anything like these other people. Now, Arnold didn't do many drugs. He's, he's come out publicly and said he did, uh, D-ball or DECA. Okay. And they would do it like before a show, they would just take a couple of pills. It wasn't a science behind it, but to this day. You will not find a chest like Arnold Schwarzenegger's because he had no. the work ethic. No. And he had the symmetry. He didn't have the best abs. That was always his thing. And he didn't have the best legs. That was that was always his 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 downfall. Right. But for that era, this is what bodybuilding should be to this day. And it's not. It's not at all. They created the classic physique, um, which was meant to kind of mimic that. Bring this back. But even then, you still have that new age poses like the poses don't look good right right now there is a guy that i reached out to and i've had a conversation with him his name's artemis dolgan i have a friend who's into this if i can get him on yeah you should like to yeah absolutely um Um, his name's uh uh dixon i don't (laughs) i don't really know his first name i met him when i was in the military so so Frank Frank Zane's on the right, and he coached the guy on the left who's new age. And you can tell the posing's just not as natural. It's not as artful as it used to be. Right. And right. Artemis, Artemis Dolgan, who I've talked to, brought that back. 
he his whole thing was like bodybuilding in its current form is shit. The physiques that are out now are shit. It needs to come back to the posing, the art side of it. So he kind of pioneered. I, I mean, even then, you can still tell he's on on stuff. So here, he was not. He has been in the past. Can like, you enlarge that? So here, I'll show you. This is when he was on. Yeah, and, and for me, I can tell because of the... Vascularity? Vascularity. You can exactly. see his freaking uh, capillaries in yeah, his arms. Al- almost, yeah. Um. And then when he went natural and just did steak and eggs, he ate steak and eggs for a year. That's the only meal. And, and this is that picture? That's him, 100%. I mean, even then, though, he's got a lot of vascularity. So how much would you guess he weighs here? In, in that picture? Yeah. 225, 230. 180-something. Really? Yeah. He's shorter, and it's all an illusion. It's literally just an illusion. Same here. He was natural in this in this part here. I mean, but look at that fucking cephalic vein he's got going on. Right here? Along his bicep. Yeah. Like, I mean. That's really just the steak and eggs. He was a I mean, huge. Like, that that That's a fucking pipe, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that's not a vein. That's a fucking pipe. That's something you'd lay in the road to get water to houses. Right. Uh, but with clothes on, like, you, he just looks, like, in shape. He. He doesn't look just in shape. He looks like a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, and you know, more power to him. I, I, I don't know how long he's gonna live with this type of lifestyle, but he's definitely healthier than me, probably. So he's Russian. He's first generation Russian, and he came over and he was made fun of. He was like the weird guy, and he just kept to himself and like kept working. I watched him go from like. Being a small YouTube channel to being like the Dan Bilzerian. He, he painted himself like a Dan Bilzerian type character. Right, and right. he like, yeah, like that's him back in the day. That's him back in the day. And that's what you look like after about two years of lifting or so, I'd say. Like, and, and that's and that. You know what? That's impressive. Yeah. That's like not, not conditioned. That's like, no, no hormones, no anything. Right. This is about like body fat percentage because I've never been down to like this. Right. Uh, right. Ever. Because I don't have the the will to do the diets. Um, oh, yeah. And like the dehydration status and stuff like that. That and just being like in this kind of shape, getting down to this level I of mean, body fat. I mean, to be fair, though, those guys when they're posing on stage for competition they are severely dehydrated right but i mean that this was him let's see what would have this been this would have been when he was natural so he was off the stuff um but once you get down to this level of body fat percentage like where you just see shredded just veins once you get down to this it's level dangerous once you get down to this level and stop and you you gain body fat back even if you go up to 20 percent body fat a lot of these veins will still be visible because you burnt the visceral fat, the baby fat around those veins, and they'll always be. That's why you see a lot of old guys that are still veiny, but they're kind of out of shape. Um, it's because they burnt the visceral fat at one point, meaning you've gone below like five percent body fat at one point in your life. As a as a studying nurse, I appreciate those people. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy to find a vein. Yeah, that's what, it's that's easy what, to start IVs, do blood draws. That's what Cowley Muscle always said. He's like, everyone tell me all these veins are bad. 
look, doctor, find it here. Doctor, find it here. <laughs> like he was, <laughs> this dude went to prison and he's like, I got ripped off fucking ramen and mayonnaise. <laughs> like, like he's like, all these veins, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. <laughs> that's too much, dude. He's over 50. And, uh. God damn, he's the funniest guy. He's so funny. <laughs> he does a video game channel now. Um, so I have a friend of mine, um, family friend. His yeah. name's Earl Reed. Uh, he's not like super duper in shape. He's pretty in shape. You can type his name in there. What's Earl, his name? Earl David Reed. <laughs> That's him. Okay. Um, he's relatively in shape. That's well. He was severely overweight. It looks like at one point. Yeah. So he, I, I have that. I have that same picture downstairs autographed. Really? Yeah. Um, he slept on my couch for a few weeks back in the day. See, I have more respect for people that were severely overweight. Like you see these flabs, and that's just lost body fat and so you have excess skin it looks like he's got a surgery done for it too but he um he's a he's a comedian now wow that's cool and um i don't know if i could get him on here i'll I'll try but uh my my interactions with him are hit and miss because he is really focused on uh especially this time of year Breast cancer awareness. I think his mother died from it. Okay. See, look. Yep, there it is. Yeah. And um, uh, the last time he rolled through Salt Lake, he was on a Save the Tatas tour. Oh, really? Yes. Um, So, uh, any uh, of his CDs or whatever you purchased uh, went to breast cancer research. So, I'm going to... Let's start a list here. Um, I'm still in contact with him to this day. I've recently talked to him within the last couple weeks. Nice. Um, he's doing shows out of Vegas right now. Uh, I would like to have him on. If for nothing else, just to fucking talk to him again. Yeah. In person. Absolutely. I, I mean, like. This guy, I remember playing, um, and, and I know I, I've i said in the past that I'm a, I, I fucking hate football, but I remember playing football with this guy at my apartment complex back when I was like nine, ten years old, just like throwing a football around with him. And That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely try to get him on. Um, I'm just going to list I, I love this man, dude. He is fucking hilarious. Uh, um, he knows how to work a crowd really well. Uh, for a few years here, he was, uh, uh, he was a radio personality on cable 93. Okay. Uh, he lives back in Hershey, Pennsylvania right now, I think is where he's like mainly based out of, but. Okay. Yeah. That'd be awesome if we can get him on. I, you know. This man is like, I I haven't really seen him probably 
face-to-face in almost nine years. Oh, wow. Okay. But I feel like he's family to me. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, I, I've i played video games with this dude. Like I said, I played football with this guy. You know, just a pickup game in the apartment complex back in the day. I miss having him around. And if I get a little emotional here, that's... It is what it is. But my aunt used to date him. Oh, wow. The, wait, the one that works at uh, Reams? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, the reason he stayed on my couch back in the day was because my grandma's super racist. Really? And uh, my aunt was seeing him, and he was in town. Oh, wow. Okay. And couldn't stay with my aunt. Interesting. So, um, yeah, he, he stayed in my apartment when I was a kid. This this guy, he's a great fucking guy, dude. Super, super funny, man. Like, we could get him on here. He'd have us cracking up the whole fucking time. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, let's get him on then. Um, I like cracking up. I I don't know, dude. Like, I, I get emotional when I talk about him because, he, like, he's honestly like a... He's like a big brother to me. Right. Like the uncle I never got. Okay. Uh... I had another uncle of mine that was a lot like him. Um, his name was, uh, I, I called him Uncle Lanny. I don't know what his full name was, but um, he died. And he is probably the only other person I can equate to the same level as Earl. Okay. So. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's get him on. I'll, I'll, I'll contact him. I'll, I'll email him tomorrow and see where he's at okay uh sweet yeah um what are you doing i was just updating a profile picture uh where are we at on time about an hour and 30 cool i think uh we should call it i'll pour myself another drink and then maybe we could keep recording in a little bit All right, let's do it. This has been another episode of the Cheap Shot Discussions with Caden and Dallas. Uh, No sponsors as of the moment, but stay tuned. We'll be back, and uh, stay, stay frosty. Stay frosty, be happy, whatever. Go make yourself a soup sandwich and come on back. (laughs) Yeah, soup sandwich.